Welcome to the Pursuit Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. We believe in being real about what the Bible says, simple in how we convey it, and intentional in how we pursue Him. All right, all right. I don't know if you, uh, I don't know if you got a chance to see, but uh, I, I was kind of playing around today, and I was like, man, you know, I don't know. If, does anybody know who Lainey is in here? Yeah, come on. I, I knew we had some Christians in here. Um, so if you don't know who Lainey is, now you know. You, you've heard them. Um, they're just kind of breaking out like last summer, and everybody was like, hey, I kind of like this. This sounds like music that my parents listen to, and for some reason, the old is what is new. I don't, I don't understand. That's what's like cool. That's what's swag nowadays, and I, I've actually like fell in love with, the, with this band. They actually like, it's actually a band. It's like a group of guys that like, like it's actually not a girl. It's a group of guys, and uh, they, they, they wrote this song, and the name of that song we just played was uh, Thick and Thin. Has anyone heard that specific song other than this time? It touches me in some way, and I don't understand why. Like, I feel like I broke up with someone that I wasn't even dating. Like, that's how hard it hits me in my core. Like, like so, the, the song kind of goes on. It talks about the, the reason it's called Thick and Thin is that this dude falls in love with this girl. And uh, I don't know if you've ever been here. Just, just act like you know someone that's been here. You, they fall in love with this person. You ever hear somebody who, like, you're like, yo, you're only, like, 15. Like, you're in middle school. There's no way you love this girl. You know what I'm talking about? Like, back when we were in middle school and we were like, hey, I'm dating this and I, I love this girl. It's like, bro, you're 15, man. Like, like you, you, you can't even buy, like, a ring. Like, you can hardly buy your lunch at school. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's what we're talking about. So, th- so this dude, he's a little bit older than us. But, uh... He's, he's so in love with this girl. They're, they're, uh, they're, uh, they're dating, and uh, he, he, he writes this song called Th- Thick and Thin because, like, he says that literally, like, they were going to be together through the thick and the thin. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, like you're dating someone, you're like, nothing's taking us apart. Not even the thick, not even the thin. Nothing's going to break us apart. And then if you listen to the rest of the song, can you guess what happens? Th- yeah, they, they break up. Yeah, y'all, y'all are a smart group of people, man. I, I'm, I'm glad we have some intelligence in this room. So, so it, what, what seemed to be that like there's no way they were going to break up thick and thin, man. They were there was nothing that was uh, nothing that was going to stop it. And it's funny because he's like, you know, we'll be together through the thick and the thin. And then he says like the first speed bump they hit in their relationship, like she dips out hard, like like gone, like doesn't even know, doesn't even have her number anymore. She checked, like gone, thick and thin. No, it was actually like first speed bump type of love. You know what I'm saying, like. Have you ever known anybody that's like that? Like they go so hard on like a relationship and then all of a sudden it just like crashes apart. You know what I'm talking about? Nobody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that, that's what happened. And, and the reason I picked the name of this is because I think sometimes we ask ourselves questions like this when it comes to relationships and stuff like that. Um, you ever heard the question? It's kind of like, like, if it is love, does it have to last? Like, like, if so, like, were you in love with someone if you were just dating them and then y'all broke, was it actually even love? And that's kind of what this song is about. And then another question is kind of like, does this faithfulness to each other, does it have like a time requirement? Like, hey, like I was faithful to you like for a week or like, like is faithfulness something that like you were faithful for like a year, five years? Like, like what, are, you know, what are we talking about? And so, what I, want to, what I want to talk about is the thick and the thin. I think lots of times, us as Christians, we like to talk about this thing as Christianity of kind of like you get saved and then like everything is just easy, it's awesome, and it is, but like the, the in-between of like you becoming a Christian, if your sole purpose of like being here on this planet, God putting you here, was to just come to know Him, then I think that we would have like, right when we came to know Him, like maybe we would have gone to heaven. So if we still got breath in our lungs, if we've still got time on this planet, then I think we still have a job to do. I think that, that the thick and the thin is actually just the regular old day life. Like when you're going each and every day to class, when you're with your roommates, like when you're having arguments about like stupid stuff with like your parents, and like, all, like that's the thick and the thin, man. Like that's when it's hard to actually like, like there is a God, but yes, this person is very, very wrong, and I just want to let them know that. Like that's the thick and the thin, and, and I, I want to talk about... One thing about us as humans is that this thick and the thin, like, it, it only applies to us. It doesn't apply to God because God is always going to be faithful. He's not wavering. He's not going to be faithful one day and then not faithful the next. What we see in the, kind of this song and what we see each and every day is we see that, like, us as humans, like, sometimes we do good, sometimes we do bad. It's because we have sin in our hearts and we live in a sinful world. So I think that just going off of last week, what I want to talk about tonight is God's faithfulness through that thick and through that thin. So if you've got a Bible, will you open up? This, and, and Actually, I've got, I got, a, I got a, a Bible question for you real quick, dude. And I got Davis in the back later, like this, this afternoon. I was like, hey, Davis, um, 
Do you know what book of the Bible the story of Jonah and uh, the big fish is in? Does anybody know? Dude, I'm hearing it. Yeah, y'all are smart. Okay, yeah, it's in Jonah. Yeah, like that was that wasn't as fu- that was funnier in my head. I'm not gonna lie. Y'all, y'all, y'all kind of knew that joke. All right, so we're in Jonah. We'll just act like that didn't happen. Just throw that down there, and it didn't happen. All right, uh, Jonah chapter one. If you can believe this, we're actually gonna start at the the dang start of it. All right, here we go. Jonah chapter one, verse one is where we're gonna start, and uh, it's it's gonna be fun. It's one of those. It's it's Old Testament. I was telling the worship team, Old Testament. It's not that it's like. It's not hard to preach, it's just different. And uh, last week we looked, at, like, we looked at Jesus and His saving grace, and this week I want to talk about God's faithfulness, which is just kind of a different uh, change of pace. So uh, if you'll open up your Bibles, if you don't have one, we got it up there. Um, do, does anybody know, like when, when I was uh, thinking about doing this, I, uh, I was just kind of praying, I was like, God, I kind of want to talk about your faithfulness, I want to talk about that. And uh, I was like, what, I was thinking about what comes to mind. I thought about this, uh, this book in the Bible of Jonah who Jonah gets swallowed by this big fish, and uh, you can, we'll talk about it here in a second. But like I, I was thinking, it, it, this is kind of one of those stories that people that aren't even Christians sometimes know this story because it's kind of weird. Anybody know that like some of this Bible is kind of weird? Can we admit that for a second? A little bit weird. All right, so here we are. We're on uh, Jonah. We're going to start in chapter one, verse where one. It says, "The word of uh, the, the word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amitti. Amitai. Let's go with that." Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it, because this wickedness has come up before me. So he's saying, like, hey, you need to go to this place because they're not doing the right thing. You need to tell them that they're doing the wrong thing. They're, they're, they're messed up, and you need to go tell them. You are the messenger. That's what God's called him to do. It says, but Jonah, I don't know if you've ever been in this situation where God's calling you, telling it at your heart to do something. But Jonah, in this situation, it says that, but Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed towards Tar- Tarshish. If you if you want to if you'll say that for a second, and then look at the ne- the person next to you and be like, hey, you have a lisp. It's so hard to say that. Tarshish, we're going we're going we're going to go with that. Tarshish. He went down to Joppa. I can kill Joppa. Tarshish is the one that I feel like I'm like. This is not how you say it. I feel stupid. Don't make fun of me. Don't record that. All right, here we go. Keep on going. He doesn't go there. They just put that in there so you look dumb when you say it. All right, so then he goes to Joppa. That's what it says, is that he wants to go to Tarshish. And that he, uh, that he goes to Joppa to get on this boat. It says that uh, where he found a ship bound for that port. And it says that after paying the fare, he went, he went aboard and sailed for Tarshish to flee from the Lord. All right, so what he's doing is you've got like, all right, so he goes to... Let's just say he goes to New Orleans because he's trying to get to the Bahamas. Okay, that's kind of what we're that's kind of what we're going at. Even though I can't pronounce words that are that big, like after we get about three syllables, much especially in biblical times, I, I'm not very good. I'm going to admit that. Is that okay? Y'all, y'all still accepting of that? And you're not going to judge me for that? All right. So that's what that's what's happening. Is he's going? And he's getting on this boat, and he's going to keep going. All right. So it says that he's on this boat, and it says that then the Lord sent a great wind on the sea. And such a violent storm arose that the ship threatened to break up. So this, like, man, there's just these waves. It's raining. I mean, like, everything's just breaking loose. And this ship is like, you think about, you know, thousands of years ago, like, these things weren't even made like the Titanic. And the Titanic broke. Like, this thing was like, it was about to get that work. You know what I'm saying? It, it, would, it, wasn't, it wasn't gonna, it wasn't gonna last. So it, it says that, uh, got this great wind and this uh, violence arose. And then it says that all the sailors were afraid and each cried out to its own Lord. Even there, it's like, hey, all these dudes, they ain't even Christians and they're crying out to people. And so it says that, and they threw the cargo into the sea to lighten the ship. It says that, uh, but Jonah had gone below deck where he lay down and fell into a deep sleep. He must have had a final that day and he was just studying for it last night. So he was so tired. So he goes down, he's, he's asleep. So this dude rolls up and he says, it says, the captain went to him and said, how can you sleep? Get up and call on your God. Maybe he will take notice of us so that we will not perish. What we see in this is that we see that jo- jo- Jonah is called. He's called to go to this place called Nineveh and he's called to go and give them this message. And what happens is, is he doesn't tell God yes, he doesn't tell him, hey, maybe another time. He says, no way, Jose, I'm like going the other direction. So he wasn't just like, like I said, he wasn't just saying like maybe later, maybe not me. This is like a flat out no. This is like, God, use someone else, not me. I'm busy. I've got something going on in my life, not me. And so what happens is, is that Jonah, he's, he, he's ready to go. And he's, he gets on this ship 
and all of a sudden this storm comes on. And maybe you've even heard this like in vacation Bible school or like Sunday school. And so what happens is this, this ship just begins to almost like break and they're like trying to figure out, yo, like what's going on? Why is this like if there is a God, like we're about to die. We've got to figure something out and the time to figure it out is right now. So it, it kind of goes on and they're trying to figure out who this is coming from. Like, yo, is one of you guys like not sitting right with God? And earlier on in the, uh, it, it says that, that earlier Jonah kind of confessed that, yo, I'm actually like, I'm going to this place because I'm trying to get away from God. Like these dudes are actually kind of homies already. Like they already got to like that deep spiritual level because I guess they're on a ship and going to be there a couple days. And it's like, hey man, there's something you need to know about me. Like me and, uh, me and old dude up top ain't really sitting well right now. And that's why I'm going somewhere. That's what he's saying. And so they're kind of like, hey, I got a sense about this dude that's asleep down there. And so they're trying to figure out what's, what's, what's going on. And so they actually figure out, we can skip down to, uh, to verses 11 and 12. And this is what it says. It says that the seas were getting rougher and rougher. So they, uh, they asked, what should we do to make the, seams, the sea calm for us? And by the time they knew that, that it was Jonah, the one who was running away from God, that he was kind of the problem. And so he says, pick me up. Throw me into the sea, he replied. And it says that it will become calm. I know that it is my fault that this storm has come upon you. So what we see, oh, jump, man, I'm over here pressing enter on my computer, and I'm glad I didn't press delete. Give me one second. That would have been bad, and I'd have to, like, wing it, and y'all would have been like, dude, what's this guy talking about? Give me one second. Well, that was, that was scary. All right, I'm just, just going to roll with this. Let's do this. All right. We just read all right, 11 and 12. It says that... Uh, so what, what happens is, is that after this 11 and 12, all right, so they're figuring out like, hey, like, all right, Jonah, all right, he's the problem. What do you do with the problem? You eliminate, like, you eliminate, like, the cure, like, where it's actually, I mean, you eliminate, like, where it's actually coming from. So they, they figure out that it's Jonah. They're like, all right, we got to get rid of this dude. So what happens is, is that they, they actually, they don't want to, like, just throw him off because, like I said, they're kind of homies by this point. And so they're like, hey, maybe there's another way. They try to, like, start steering the ship, like, back towards, like, land, and they're trying everything they can try to do. And then like they just they finally they, they realized that if you if you skip down to verse 15, it says that then they took Jonah and threw him overboard and the raging seas grew calm. All right. What do we see in this? We see some great friends that threw this dude overboard and didn't even give him a chance. So like Jonah's like sitting here, he's saying like, yeah, like I'm the problem. Throw me overboard. And I think at first they're like, man, like, no, you're not you. Not right. Like, there's got to be another way. And then I think they were like. All right, dude, man, you can either jump or we're going to push you. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, it, got, it got to that point really quick. Um, has anyone ever been in a situation, we're talking about like this thick and the thin, have you ever been in like a situation where you felt like you were really not going to get out of? And like if you did get out of, like with like maybe no trouble or you just came out alive that like your parents were going to kill you after? Has anyone ever been there? Oh, man. All right. So can I confess something to you guys? Is, is this a judgment-free zone? Y'all still going to like me after this? Let me tell you about the story. All right. So whenever I was a senior in high school, I was a... Star football player on the football team. That was a joke. All right. I was actually just the kicker. I, uh, you know, had a strong duty that the game pretty much didn't happen unless I showed up. And so uh, I, I actually just kicked off. It was, I mean, it was, it, was, it was rough out there, man. Rough out there in those streets. All right. So I, uh, I went to, I was at football practice, and it was homecoming, kind of like next week is for us. But, you know, I don't know about it, your hometown. But in my hometown, what we do is whenever it's, uh, whenever it's homecoming, I don't really know why we do this, I don't know the significance of it, but we go around and we like roll people's trees. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? All right, so if you're a Yankee and you don't know what it means to roll someone's trees, what it means is that you take like toilet paper and you like just chunk it up in these people's trees, and I guess it's kind of like a I gotcha kind of thing, and now you know. All right, so what happens is, is like you go around and you hit all these houses like at night, like all your friends' houses, and like it, it's all kind of fun and games, and then of course like what do you think is going to happen when some teenagers get in a car? And they start driving around and like they do something slightly like just kind of destructive, but it's kind of temporary. Like, of course, that's not satisfying enough. So then like you see some people like get eggs involved and then like it gets all it gets all nasty. People for people's yards and all that kind of stuff. And so what happened for me, though, is I remember I got out of football practice and they were like, hey, uh, Chase, we're actually going to go rolling tonight. You know, I'm like, then I'm diggity down, man. Of course, we're going rolling. It's, it's homecoming, man. Like I, I'm playing in the football game, going to score lots of kickoffs and then uh I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go rolling. That's what I'm gonna do during the night. So we uh, we kind of get all together after this football practice. We're like, hey, we're going rolling. And so 
They, I mean, I had a lot of friends there. This is like, you know, your senior year, you got to go hard. You can't like have people be like, dude, you didn't even get me hard. You got to be like, dude, no, we rolled the bejesus out of you. You know what I'm saying? Like, we rolled the absolute crap out of you. We, we got you good. All right, so what happened to me is I remember that we uh, we hit a couple of like houses. And it's funny, you kind of like hit some people that are your friends. And then for some reason, we kind of started like rolling. Like, I think we rolled like my youth pastor or something like that. Like, doesn't even go to high school there. All right, he's like adult. And so for, I don't know, we were just kind of, we were just like riding around. And we're like, hey, I got an idea. How about we go roll to school? And so uh, that wasn't me, of course. I'm, I'm an angel, like y'all know. And so uh, completely in agreement, I said, yes, it's a great idea. Um, let's do it. And uh, I'll drive. Um, so, uh, so everyone's got all this toilet paper, and we're like riding to the school. And uh, I'm not, legally, I, I know someone who this happened to. This isn't next to me. All right, so what we did is we, we, got all the, like, we got all these toilet papers, and we rolled the heck out of school. Felt really good inside. I was like, man, we killed it. My senior year, like, we wrote the school, man. They're never going to get us. Like, but we did it. Like, they'll figure out later once I graduate. And then, they, like, it'll be cool. All right, so what happens is, is that we roll it. And we're like, oh, dude, killed it. Great job. You know, this cannon of an arm I got, I was just, you know, getting them up there where people couldn't. That's what really got the job done. And so what happens, again, another joke that's not getting any. Help me out a little bit tonight. Come on, guys, you can. All right, so what happens is, is, like, we roll the bejesus out of the school. So then I hate to say, I, I can't remember if this was my idea or if it was not, but uh, anyways, we're like, hey, you know, that was fun and all, but like, you know, the private school down the road, that'd be really fun to roll, who's not home, homecoming it is. And again, our level of intelligence is just, you know, just skyrocketing at this point of decision making. And so we, we, we go from like the high school to a little bit down the road and uh, pull up to the, uh, the private school and God, we, we roll the heck out of it again too. And uh you know, I'm kind of like kind of proud at one sense, and I'm like, I can't believe I'm telling you guys this because this is not okay. All right, so we did a good job. It's not right. But uh, so uh, we, we go to the private school, and we rolled the heck out of it. And uh, the thing is, is that the next day we, uh, we show up, and, you know, I'm, I'm kind of walking a little bit more straight up, kind of like, you know, yeah, that's, that was us. You know, who, uh, who, who rolled the school? I don't know, man. Like, that one up top, dude, that one's, that one's, that one's kind of on up there, man. I don't know who had the arm to get that one up there, but God, God, that, guy, that guy might be get drafted. All right, so, uh, so uh, I'm, you know, I'm bragging on myself, just kind of stuff like that. And uh, I remember, though, I, I was walking to the guidance counter. I was running some kind of errand or something like that. And um, grand scheme thing, I was skipping some class, I think. And uh, I was just doing something for a t- teacher. And uh, so I, uh, I'm like walking to this office and I remember the announcements are going on, you know, they're, you know, stand for the pledge and all that kind of stuff. And then uh, the very end, the, uh, the principal's like, hey, it, and it would behoove, and I love that word behoove, that's the only time I've ever had that used directly at me, was it would behoove you to come to the office if, uh, if y'all were the ones who rolled to school last night. Like, that's not cool. And I was like, whoa, like all of a sudden it kind of hit me that we did something that was like, yo, that's actually trespassing. Like you did something that like actually has a consequence to it. And I was like, whoa, okay. Like, uh, well, I, I got to play the football game tonight, you know, because ain't nobody going to kick that, that, that football off if, if Chase don't show up. Like no one else can do that. You know, like anyone that has a right leg can kick the football off. And for some reason I'm thinking that I'm like the key playmaker here. And um, I was just like, man, like I only, I only played football two years. I want to play at my homecoming. And uh, Anyway, so I'm kind of sitting there, and I'm like, man, like, I, do I admit, all right, again, I wasn't as saved as I was now. I don't even know if that's biblical, but I, my decision-making, well, I, was, I was willing not to go up there if it wouldn't have been the, the opportunity. And so uh, I was kind of thinking, I was like, man, do I go, do I not? Like, like I was a leader last night, but am I the leader, like, this morning whenever we get in trouble? Like, what do we do? All right, so I, I'm sitting there, and I'm kind of, like, peeking over towards the office, because, again, I'm kind of out of class now, so I didn't have to, like, fully commit I could kind of like just kind of look for a second. And all of a sudden, like all my friends are like walking down the hallway. So I'm like, all right, not going to bail on them now. All right, like let's, let's, let's see what this is all about. This is like one of the only times, of course, that Chase has ever gotten in trouble. Another joke. All right. So what happens is, is we go in there. We're having this stern talking to that, uh, that like he was just, you know, it's like, hey, look, like it was, it's not cool what you did here. This like this going to be some punishment for that. But whenever you went over to the private school, I don't know who did donuts in the parking lot, but like that was extremely not cool. And I was like, yo, that I definitely was not me. Like, I'm not that redneck. I, I am from Alabama, but I did not do donuts in that parking lot. And then they said that, that it was actually grandparents' day at the private school the next day. And I'm like, dude, this is just getting worse and worse, man. Like, all I was trying to do was throw some toilet paper in the, in the trees, and this is just getting worse and worse. And, like, like I remember we had this conversation. He's like, all right, like, we're going to go check out how bad it is, and that will kind of determine, like, you're, you're in trouble. But depending on how bad the other school is, 
that'll kind of determine how what your punishment will be. And I remember sitting there the whole day, like I'm on top of the world, got my like, you know, we got my football jersey on because again, play football, you know, I'm strong. And uh, and I, I'm having to think the whole day about, man, uh, I don't even know if I'm going to get to. It might have been the day before because, yeah, it was the day before because I, I remember like just getting like all day having to think about, yo, what's going to happen to me? Like, am I going to like go to prison? Like. Is, am I going to be okay? Like, am I going to be a hardened criminal the rest of my life? Like, is this the start of something bad? I don't know. Because it's not, it's not High School Musical and the start of something new. Like, it's not that. I know it's not that. This is not, this is not High School Musical. This is Chase's life falling apart. And so, like, through the whole day, I'm, I'm just thinking, I'm like, man, like, yo, this is the thick and the thin. Like, like God, I kind of need you to show up and just, like, not get me, like, like, thrown in jail right now. I think that's what I'm asking for. Like, I don't really know. And so I was just like, like I was just kind of, my fate was in someone else's hands. And uh, God, I just remember the whole day having to sit there and think about, like, man, what's going to happen to me? And I think this, this story, yeah, it's like funny. And of course, it didn't happen to me if, if, again, this is something legal, like it was just a friend of mine. But uh, this is really the only thing, like when I'm thinking of like Jonah and he's sitting in this like belly of a fish, like that's what's going on. So he's sitting in this belly of a fish. And like he's just kind of getting some time to just really sit there and think like it's dark, it's smelly, there's not a whole lot good going on because he's just sitting there. And that's kind of how I felt during class. I was like, man, I don't know what's going to happen to me. Like, is this where like, like I die? I don't even know, man. Like, like, of course, this is what Jonah's thinking is like, is, is this the end of it? Like, it? like, I know that I've run away from God. I've not been faithful to God. But like, what happens now? And I remember the story kind of ends up that we didn't get to... Uh, I got to play in the game because, again, they needed me. And uh, we couldn't go to, like, the, uh, the homecoming parade, and we couldn't uh, – we had to clean up the stadium after. So I guess that wasn't too bad because the uh, private school wasn't too bad. So one time I was telling a story, and I didn't finish, and everybody was really mad. And I was like, man, because we got into the gospel. Man, that's what we got into. That's why we didn't finish the story. And they were like, no, like, I need to know because I was up all night trying to figure out what happened. So that's what happened is that we, we, I, I'm, I'm here today. I'm glad that I am. I'm not a criminal. I was close, I feel like. But that's, that's as bad as I'm ever going to get, I hope. But uh, I just remember like thinking that, like I said, that whole day, just like not really knowing what was going to happen. And that like seven hours of sitting in school, just thinking about what's going to happen to me. I, I, it felt like three days in the belly of a fish. That's what I swear it felt like that. I swear I was just like, man, this is the, long seven, like, the longest seven hours of my life. Like it, it doesn't get any more worse than this. I don't know what's going to happen. And I... Tonight, I wonder how many of us, like, like the story of, of Jonah is 100% real. It happened, but I don't know how many of us can actually, like, relate to being in the belly of a fish. Can anyone relate to that? Yeah, yeah, we've got a couple. That's what I'm talking about. All right, man. Like, next level Christianity type thing, I guess. But, what, like, I don't know how many can uh, actually, like, 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 hey, I was there. That happened to me. So, uh, can I get some help real quick? I ask a couple of people. If I can get, like, seven people. Oh, yeah, dude. We're doing something different tonight. Oh, this is the hype train. Let's go one time. Y'all give them a round of applause. Let's go. Oh, yeah. All right, so I don't, like I said, I don't know how many of us can uh, kind of like, Daniel, will you come grab those papers real quick and pass them out to everybody? Don't let anybody see what's on them, all right? That's, that's the rule. Yeah, Danielle's killing that. So, again, I don't know how many people can kind of relate to being in the belly of a fish. I don't, I don't think that's... Uh, Hadn't happened to me recently. I don't know about you. Have, is it, again, that hadn't happened to me. So what, what, what I want to kind of talk about to, like right now is that we can talk about being swallowed by a fish, but that doesn't really happen to everyday people. But I think one thing that kind of consumes us is that, man, dude, I love how our God leadership, man, really stepped up in this moment. Y'all, y'all look good, though. Y'all look really good. All right, so, so what happens is, is that I think during like our regular day life is that it's not it's not really like we're in the like we're consumed by a fish. We might be consumed with thoughts like, hold them up real quick. Like, like I wrote down like stress. We got our past, depression, anxiety, hidden sin. We've got what people say, what people think. I think that we might not again it can relate too much to being swallowed by a fish. But what we can relate to is that when it feels like life is going through that thick and the thin, and when it's like, man, I don't know what's going to happen. Whenever life seems to be closing in. Again, it kind of feels like y'all kind of closing a little bit. This won't be weird if we won't make it weird. But what happens is, is I think that these things continue to get closer and closer and closer. And they keep getting in our head. And if we listen to what these things are, that that's just as bad as being swallowed by, by a fish. I mean, we've got things that 
what people say. You can be consumed. Your life can be consumed by what people say about you. They can be, depression can consume your life to where you feel like you're not good enough. Anxiety can be in your life to the point where you're so worried about everything that you can't even see the positive that's going on in your life. We've got all these things that can seem to be consuming us. It might not be a fish, but all these things that are written down, I think that if we were to get real about our generation, like I said, it's not really the, the fish, but I think we could stretch it as far to say that these are what consume our life when it comes to the thick and the thin and when we have to put our faithfulness only in God is that it's not that, hey, I can't see it's dark in this belly. No, it's that I can't see because so many people are saying negative things to me. It's hard to see the positive inside myself. Like whenever there's so much anxiety in my life to the point where I'm so worried that I don't even really realize what's in my palm right now. Like these are the things that consume us to the point where we don't really know if we're going to get to the end of the day. That's what I think when I think of we're being consumed. And I think that we can take this opportunity not only to just say, you know what, life seems to suck right now. What we can say is that we see someone like Jonah Instead of just saying, you know what, life doesn't make sense because people are saying bad things about me because there's anxiety in my life, because there's depression in my life. What Jonah does is what I think we should look at is that when these things seem to be consuming us and closing in on our life, it seems like our vision just becomes more narrow and more narrow and more narrow. And it's like, wait, I can either aim this target at one of these things that's written on these papers or I can aim this target of what I'm going to run at and it's going to be Jesus Christ. Because the thing is, is that if we continue to look these things in straight in the eyes and try to take them on ourselves, you know what's going to happen? It's going to be almost like a mirror. If I start hearing what people say things about, like they're saying bad things about me, it's almost going to be like a mirror. If I don't have Jesus in my life and I'm not striving towards Jesus, what I'm really going to be looking at is almost a mirror of like, hey, those things might actually be true. What they say about me might, might, might actually have some weight. That anxiety, you know what, I should be worried because life doesn't make sense right now. And Chase, if you don't get life figured out, then man, that's on you. Like maybe, like what's one that I haven't set up here? Like we've got like hidden sin. I, I think that especially if we were to get real just as guys, some of the hidden sin that's in our life that we're too protective to talk about, we can look those things so squarely in the eyes and say, I got to get rid of this before I even consider getting Jesus in my heart. That that can be what consumes our life is trying to get ourselves right before we go to the Lord and the Savior of this world, Jesus Christ, to let him fix us. Because that's actually where we're going to get that change. If we continue our whole life and look at this hidden sin and say, you know what, I got to get rid of that before I really accept Jesus and really move this mountain. You're not going to move that mountain. It's only going to be Jesus in our life. So what are we pointing our direction to? Because you can either look in the mirror behind you and see all these things you can either look at all those and it's going to be a mirror or you can look at Jesus Christ because the thing is is what Jonah does what Jonah does is that he has plenty of time to think I, th I think he's got plenty of time like he's not in any rush to get anywhere he's just like bro how long are we going to be here this might be it so he's got plenty of time to think and I'm sure he's thinking about all these things that he's done wrong he's thinking about that sin that he did a long long time ago and he's like you know what that's why God's mad at me it's that sin a long long time ago but they're looking you're looking directly at it and you're just like, you know what? That's it. That's, that's the reason. You know, I deserve this stick in this thing. I deserve this, this grind. I deserve it, man. This is the punishment for what I've all done wrong. That's what I deserve is being in the belly of a fish. That's what I deserve. I deserve that. And so when you start seeing, like I said, you start looking at these things, you start, you start almost kind of being like, you know what? That's right. I deserve it. That's true. What they say about me is true. But we see about Jonah. Y'all can go on down. Thank y'all so much. Y'all can give them a round of applause. Y'all did such a good job. There we go. That's how strong I am right there. I broke that chair. You want to see me do it again? Thank you, Cheyenne. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> All right. So what we see is that, you know, this story doesn't just end there with like Jonah goes, he gets swallowed by this fish. The story doesn't really end there. And the cool part about Christianity is that it never ends there, is that if we have faithfulness in God and know that God is faithful, the story doesn't end there. So what we see is that maybe what Jonah's having time to think about, what's consuming his life, what's consuming our lives right now, some of those things we wrote down in those papers, and maybe it wasn't specifically what's going on in your life, but insert that in. What, what are you staring at right now that you feel like, you know what, that's, that's the reason. That's the reason I feel like I really can't come to church, or I really can't pray, is because God's maybe a little bit mad at me, getting what I deserve. But what I think we have to realize is that God's never stopped being faithful. Even in that thick and that thin, even when life seems to not make sense, even when it seems like there's not going to be an end to that day, God is still faithful. 
What we see is that Jonah, when he's going through this life, when he's going through it and he, and he turns and he runs away from God, is that even though we aren't faithful towards God, God is always faithful towards us. Because we're humans, we're probably going to break that. There's going to be a time in our life where it's going to be like, you know what, I felt God, it just didn't happen. But God, God makes a commitment towards us that cannot be broken. And I think that's what we see is that, again, God's, God's not going to be, He's not going to stop being faithful to us, and he's, and he's going to be faithful through that thick and the thin. So I think that when we're, when we're talking about these, these things that are written up here, is that we can either look those things in the eye and say, you know what, I can handle that, I got this. Or what we can do is we know that, you know what, those things that are written, they don't define me. They're not going to consume my life, you know what, because I'm not going to say yes to the things of this world, I'm going to say yes to Jesus. That God, if God is really faithful because He is, even when He's in the belly of this, of this fish, God is still remaining faithful. And I think that's what we need to see tonight, that no matter what we do in this room, no matter how many times we mess up, we feel like our parents are mad at us, no matter how many times that you know, we might have done a sin that people are still judging us for, is that God is still remaining faithful towards us. That might be the most redeeming thing you've heard all day, is that there's not a thing that you can do, there's not a sin that you can have in your life that God can't save you from, that He can't show you grace, that He can't forgive you from. But what we know, what we know here at Pursuit is that God loves us so much that He's going to love us directly where we are, whether that be in the belly of a fish or rolling the high school in your hometown, whatever that may be, God loves us so much that He'll meet us where we are. But He loves us way too much to let us stay there. Because I think that when we're talking about this faithfulness, when we're talking about God's faithfulness, we're not talking about maybe a relationship faithfulness where it's like, hey, I was faithful, but then it came this moment where someone else became a little bit more attractive to me and then I broke it. Like, I'm talk we're talking about this godly faithfulness that is un it, it doesn't change. It doesn't go with the wind. It's not like it hits one speed bump and all of a sudden God's not faithful. Like, hey, that one time you messed up, God's no longer faithful to you. God is always going to be faithful and He's always going to love us. So many times we feel like God hates us. And again, we're looking at those things and we're looking into a mirror that we're not good enough. Life kind of sucks right now. Yeah, it does suck right now. Yeah, like I, I hear you, I hear you. And all this stuff. Are we going to look towards the Savior of the world or are we going to look at these temporary problems in our life and let, us cons let that consume us? Because it might not be, again, it might not be a fish that consumes us, but a negative thought will take you a whole lot deeper than I feel like a fish will. So this, again, this story doesn't just end here. We're, we're moving right along. And this is where I got the, uh, the big old page break. You know, it's about three pages long. One second. <laughs> I put that in there to be a little bit poetic. You know, this is the dramatic pause in the message. All right, here we go. I, went, I, I love this song. Have you ever heard the song that, that talks about, like, even when I'm surrounded, I'm surrounded by you. Like, no matter what problems are going on in my life, no matter how many times it feels like I'm surrounded by so much negativity, so much criticism, so many things that people are putting in my life, doesn't matter how much I'm surrounded by because God, if we're talking about His faithfulness, is that He's always going to be sur like surrounding us. He's not going to leave us nor forsake us. What, what I see, and Graham, you can throw this up real quick, is that uh, darkness does not win. And what I mean by that is if you look in 1 John chapter 1, verse 5, it's just one verse. This is what it says. It says, this is the message we have heard from Him and declare to you. This is what it says. It says that God is light. In Him there is no darkness at all. What I see by that, what we read right there, is that if God is light, it's literally so simple, it's spelled out, God is light. That means that God is, I mean, God is light, He's good, God is love. What we see is that in Him there is no darkness. So if there's any darkness in our life, that doesn't mean that God hates you and He's casting judgment on you, like He's doing all these bad things, all this darkness. That's not coming from God, that's coming from this sinful world that we live in. When it comes to God's faithfulness, that He's showing us light. He's showing us grace that we don't deserve. He's showing us forgiveness that we, that we didn't deserve. I mean, all these things, this is what we see is that God is remaining faithful and that God is light. God is light and that the darkness is coming from this sinful world. I think that it's cool also to point out that these, these things that we wrote down, the things that are going on in our life right now, what we see is that, you know what, Jonah could have just marked it off and waved the white flag and been like, God, you know what, I ran away from you, I'm cashing out, I'm, I'm, I just can't do this anymore. What we know as Christians is that even though, like I said, that we, we might not be faithful towards God, God is always faithful towards us. You know why we know that is because we stand in victory. If we're Christians in here tonight, we know that when Jesus went to the cross and He paid for our sins, that even when the devil thought that He had His best day, 
when Jesus died for our sins, when he thought that he had the Savior of the world dying on a cross, Satan's best day, he lost the keys to his own house. This is what we see is that on Satan's greatest day when he thinks that he has it all, this is what we see is that Jesus, we can stand in victory because Jesus didn't just sit in the grave and say, you know what, the sacrifice is paid. If he would have done that, then the price would have been paid and that would have been enough. But Jesus didn't just stay in the grave, just like Jonah doesn't just stay in this fish. What we see is that Jesus, the living God, doesn't, that sin can't retain him, can't, sin can't stop him, that he is the Savior of the world. And what we see is that the same God that raised himself out of that tomb, what we see is that that Holy Spirit that did that lives in us right now. And that's why we stand in victory. That's why we see these things written that we had written up here. When we see those things, when we have stuff in our life happening, we don't say, you know what, that's right. We say, you know, I stand in victory. I stand in the victory of Jesus Christ because the Holy Spirit that raised him is raising me too. That's what we see is that God's faithfulness, it's not even in that time where Satan thought that he won, the epitome of darkness, thinking that it was, you know, darkness is taking over, even at the, like the, the climax of human history, God was still faithful. Even when Jonah's sitting in this fish and he's saying, is there a way out? God is still faithful. Let's look and see what happens. I think that uh, what we need to point out before we even go any farther is that, you know, you might be sitting here like, hey, like I got this. This makes sense. Like I'm a Christian. I've been following Jesus for a while. Like, yes, God is faithful. God is God. He's going to do what he wants to. But I really wonder if we believe that tonight. Like before we go any further, it's really easy, it's really cliche to say, you know what, God is faithful. God's going to be God. He's going to do what He wants to. But let's just be real. When we're in that thick and the thin, when we're sitting in the belly of a well or whenever, whatever we're doing, when we really are feeling like the world is collapsing on us, when things are consuming us, that's the point where we need to know like, hey, what are, what are we running to? Are we, are we looking at that mirror? Are we seeing those things? Are we running towards those Maybe those temporary satisfaction, those temporary things people are speaking into us. Yes, God is faithful, but I think that one thing we need to realize and we can learn from Jonah is that we don't run away, we run too. Here at Pursuit, here as Christians, I pray that I pray this right now that, you know, when 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 troubles come our way, when life seems to get tough, when we feel like we don't have an out, we don't run away from God. No, we run to God. See, because so many times it feels like our lives, we feel like we can't take another step. It feels like, you know, living this Christian life is really just too hard. I can't, I, I've, I've tried to invite my roommate. I've tried to get away from these sins in my life. I've tried, I've tried. And for, I'm just kind of content where I am. So God, for a little while, I'm just going to do me. I pray that we don't do that in here tonight, that we don't run away from God. We run to God. When things don't make sense, I don't walk away from church and try to figure it out by myself. No, when things don't make sense, I'll run to God. I'll run to believers that are going to speak life into me, not in those things that we wrote down and said, you know, things that people say about us. That's not what we run to. No, we run towards God. We run towards the victory in Jesus Christ. Because that's the decision we have to make. And I think that that's sometimes it might feel like our life is literally falling apart. But I love the song that says that it's actually falling into place. When it feels like life is falling apart, it might actually be falling into place because sometimes there's some really crappy things that are going on in our life right now. But man, sometimes does it almost take a crappy thing in our life to maybe get our focus directed on, hey, look, I still need Jesus. I think I got this thing by myself. You know, my stupid self thought that I had it. Like I had this whole life. I, I could just mess up as much as I wanted to. I could just continue to put myself in bad situations. I thought I could handle it. And all of a sudden, one of those bad decisions that I made, because I got prideful and thought that I could do it, one of those decisions that I made, the consequences ended up in, man, my life seems to suck right now. I think that God is still faithful, like we've talked about, the thick and the thin. When things make sense, God is still faithful. Even when it feels like that life is falling apart, God is still faithful. And that's what we see right here, is that, again, we don't, we don't run away, we run too. And so if you'll, if you'll open up last time, it's uh, Jonah chapter 2. Verse four through six, we're gonna see what uh, we're gonna see what happens to Jonah. It's pretty cool. This is this is Jonah's prayer that he's sitting in the belly of this uh, this fish and like man, he's just sitting there and he's like, you know what? I guess uh, let me let me see if I can let me see if I can talk to God this time. Let me see if I can just run it by him and maybe maybe he'll hear this. Maybe he's not too mad at me. This is what he says. He says, "Sweet's telling God," he said, "I said, I've been banished from your sight." It says that yet I still look again towards your holy temple. The engulfing waters threatened me, 
the deep surrounding me. Seaweed was wrapped around my head. That's why I know he's legit. Like, he wouldn't just kind of throw that in there. It's like, hey, like, yo, there was seaweed wrapped on my Like, he's like, no. Seaweed, yeah. They, the hairdo, the weave, it was actually seaweed. It was sea, oh, that was good. All right, it was seaweed. That's what it was. It was seaweed. I just came up with that. So, y'all, that, that one wasn't free. Um, there's an uh, offering box in the. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> totally kidding. <laughs> Too far. All right. It says, the, the engulfing waters threatened me, the deep surrounding me. Seaweed was wrapped around my head. To the roots of the mountains I sank. The earth beneath bared me in forever. But you, Lord my God, brought my life from the pit. Man, I love reading that because there's some redemptive hope in that. What, what do we see? What do, what do we see whenever we're, we're uh, looking at this? I, when, I, when I see the words and I read the words, it says that he looks again. That Jonah, the guy who literally, whenever God was showing up in his life, this is what Jonah decided, if you haven't heard anything else all night, catch this. Whenever Jonah got literally spoken to by the God of this universe, he said, hey, you need to go to Nineveh. He said, no, no way, Jose. Taking off, going the other way. All right, so he, he gets in this boat. He goes out. This ship, I mean, he, he gets in his, ends up in this belly of this fish. And what happens is, is that Jonah, who literally could be dis- considered this, this disgrace, someone that was literally, God literally spoken to their life, and they said, no way. They said, no. When God was literally working in their life, said, I need you to pull through for me right here. I need you to do this. He said, no. Whenever some, like, I, I can't even imagine what that, that extent feels like. But someone who's literally told God no, he says, I'm going to do it my own way. I'm going to figure it out myself, and that's going to be better than your way, God, is that he, he, he breaks that commitment. He's like, you know what? No. No way. I'm, 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 I'm in the belly of a fish, and he's like, let me just try this one more time. God, if you'll accept me, I don't have anything to offer. But he says, will you look on me again? If you're a Christian sitting in here tonight, and you're like, you know what? I've messed up a lot. Chase, I can't even really tell you because I'm not ready to talk about it. I'm still kind of wondering if I can talk about it with God. I've messed up so much in my life. I feel like I've done things that aren't even worthy of forgiveness. I've got some really dark stuff in my life. Will you hear this tonight that someone that like Jonah, he gets mentioned in this Bible, and the reason he gets mentioned is not because he, he made everything go well, it's that everything went his way. What we see is that Jonah, he messed up. He messed up big time to the point where he's found himself in a situation I'm not sure if any other person could really consider themselves to be in this situation. He's messed up. And he says, yet will you look on me again? That's who our God is, is that no matter how many times that we mess up, no matter how many times that we sin, no matter how many times we allow things that shouldn't be in our life to continue to just enter into our life, what we see is that God allows us to look on Him again. No matter who in here feels like they can't actually be in the will of God, that God no longer loves them, what we see is that we can look on God again. Is that God hasn't stopped loving us even when we might have walked away from God. So you might have been like, hey Chase, I was cool for a little while, but three years ago something happened and I haven't been going to church, I haven't really been reading my Bible, I haven't really been talking to God because I think He's mad at me, I don't know if He'll accept me. What we see in this Bible, in this story, and while we're talking about it right now is because of God's faithfulness is that us as sinners, people who don't deserve God's grace, what we see is that we can look at God again. We can say, God, if you would just give me one more chance, I'm in a really crappy situation that I put myself in. My sin has resulted in where I am right now. My sin has resulted in, my, my circumstances are a result of my sin. I, I'm, I don't know what's going on right now. But man, things are thick and they're thin. Things, I don't know what's going on. But what we see is that we can look at God again. I think that's redemptive if anyone's sitting in here. Man, we can cling to that. That we can look at God again. Another thing that sticks out is that he says, but you, Lord my God, brought my life from the pit. I think that he's even saying in this moment that things are really crappy right now. But when you save my soul, you know, I no longer have to. I mean, yes, I'm in this fish. But the place that I was going for my sins before you saved my soul was so much worse than anything I'm going to experience on this planet. That's what he's saying is that God literally saved my soul from the pit. This is what I got for us tonight, guys. The story ends up in verse 10. It says that God commands the fish to spit Jonah out onto dry land. What we continue to see is that God gives him one more chance. He gives him this chance. He says, go deliver this message I have given you. He gives him the same charge. He says, now go do it. So guys, I don't know if we've ever messed up in here. If we can just get real for a second. I don't know if you've messed up, but I know that I have.
what we can see is that we can look at God again and we can say, God, you know what? I've messed up. I failed you. But if you'll give me one more chance, one more chance, and he's going to give it to us. I think this is willing to point out that, that our calling, our message, it doesn't come from ourselves. It comes from God. That the reason Jonah was put on this planet, the reason you're put on this planet isn't to do what you can do. It's not to just see what you can roll around with, what you can talk about, what you can be good at. What we see is that, you know, if we're not going to be in the will of God, if we're not doing what God has called us to do, we're missing the mark. See, because Jonah got it wrong. He said, I'd rather do things my way. And he misses the mark. And what we should learn is that, you know, he missed the mark, but there's some redemptive hope that God still loves us and he's going to give us another chance. I got three points and we're going to get out of here. Man, y'all can come on back up. Number one, all right, so... Check this out. I, I, I'm a firm believer that if, if you come to pursue, other churches might do it different. Other ministries might do it different. I don't think you should come here and feel more confused than when you got here. I think it should make a little bit more sense. So these notes are going to be really, like, really simple. Is anybody, like, okay with simple on Thursday, 930, been studying all week? Is anybody okay with that? They're super simple. Let's do this. All right, number one. We about lost it. God was about to be faithful to me to the hospital. That's what he was about to be. All right. God is faithful through the thick and the thin. All right, that's, that's as simple as it gets. That's, that's the message is that no matter what's going on in our life, no matter how bad things are, no matter how good things are, no matter how many times we walk away from God, God is going to be faithful through the thick and the thin. Number two, number two, we run to God, not away from Him. Check this out, Pursuit. It's so easy to get caught in this. This, just, this is what the world will tell you is that, look, you can figure it out or you messed up. You deserve it. You, you should perish. You should... Man, yeah, your life's sucky, but you deserve it. That's, that's what the world says. So check this out. Whenever things don't make sense, whenever it seems like, you know what, I don't know if I can even talk to God again, what we see through the thick and the thin, what we see is that God is going to remain faithful and we don't run away from God when things don't make sense. We run to God. See, because when our salvation, whenever we needed God to show up in our life for our salvation, what we see, when we needed God to show up in our life, not just in like a, hey, speak to me way, like a, hey, save my soul from the sins that are in my life. That's what kind of show up I need you to do. That's what kind of show up I need, God. Guess what happened? Is that Jesus stepped down from his heavenly throne. What he did is he stepped down for sinners just like us that don't deserve his grace. There's nothing we can do to deserve what Jesus did for us is that there was a price on our head, which was death. The sin in our life, that what, it, what, what, what we should have got was death. And what we see is what we needed God to show for us to make us right with Him. There's no way that a sinful person can be in the presence of a holy God. We see who's going to connect that dot is that Jesus Christ stepped down onto this earth. He, let, he hung on a cross, not for just my sin, not just for your sin, but everyone on this planet who's ever been here, whoever's going to be here, is that Jesus Christ is for them. And it doesn't matter what you've done. Jesus is still going to love you, still going to forgive you, and that God has remained faithful through this whole process. There's not a thing that we can do that's going to break that. So no matter how bad life is, no matter how much it doesn't make sense, God is still faithful. Let's cling to that tonight. God is still faithful. The circumstance does not determine where my faith is. My faith is determined on the circumstances that Jesus Christ had to step down and pay a price that I couldn't pay. That's the moment, that's the time where God stepped in and He intervened. That's where He connected that dot like only He could. There's not a thing that Chase can do to save his soul. You coming to hear me try to throw together a message each and every Thursday, that will not save your soul. Pursue, hear that right now. That's not going to save you. Nothing I say is going to save you is that we have to trust in Jesus Christ that He didn't just come and walk this earth, that He did it sinlessly. He came and He didn't sin at all. And what happened with that is that He was the perfect sacrifice. And when He clung on that cross, He got the punishment that we deserved. That's what we see is that we don't run away from the God who paid it all for us, who made it right, right with us. We don't run away from Him. No, we run to Him. If you're wondering why life isn't making sense right now, it's probably because you're, you might be running towards worldly things. You're running towards what people are saying about you, towards that anxiety. You're running to that. And tonight, if this is just for one person, I would just say, hey, you can quit running away from God because he doesn't, He's not out to get you. 
He wants to save your soul. So it doesn't matter how crappy things get down here. That's as crappy as they're going to get. But I hate to say it. If you don't know Jesus tonight, like, hey, maybe another time, not tonight. But tonight, you might feel like life is pretty crappy. And if you don't come to know Jesus, like only you can make that decision. If you don't do that, this might be the best it ever gets. This is what we see is that we've got to run to God, not away from God. Point three. Your purpose is bigger than you. Oh man, this is something that hits me like just on my chest, almost knocks the breath out of me. It's check this out, is that you didn't get put on this planet to be a good student, come to Troy University, maybe you uh, played football like I was going to do one day. Joke. All right. <laughs> you didn't get put on this planet to see how you could live life and see how good you could be. Jesus calls us all to be disciples that our purpose is not, we can, we can sit here and we can dream and think about, hey, look, it'd be cool to do this one day and all these things, but if it's not gonna line up with what God has in plan for us, there's gonna come a day, there's gonna come a time where life doesn't make sense, like Jonah's sitting in this belly of a whale and he's sitting there and he's like, I knew it. This God, he actually doesn't mean bad for me, he just wants me to listen. Seems like all these bad things are happening in my life, but maybe if we would just run to God, say, God, what do you got in store for me? God, what's your plan? Just, just, just tell me, and I'm, I'm going to listen. See, because we can continue to run away from him, but the thing is, is that our purpose is bigger than us. And you're not going to figure it out just listening to me or trying to figure it out by yourself. I, I would really encourage you to, hey, look, if you're not a believer, let's, let me talk to you about Jesus. If you're a believer tonight, maybe it's time to get right with God. Because there's sins in our life that we've let remain hidden in our hearts that are so deeply hidden that you don't even want to, you don't even want to say the words that it's so deep in your heart right now that that's the only thing that's defining you. That's what's consuming you. It's not a, it's not a fish. It's not a whale. Man, it's the sin that's in our hearts. Are we going to let that consume our lives? Are we going to let the thick and the thin, are we going to let that consume our lives? Are we going to let... God's love and God's mercy consume our life is each and every day we get the opportunity to be a messenger. We get each and every day to share this love and this, this forgiveness that Jesus gave us. We get a chance to share that. So tonight, I don't know how it looks like for you. I pray this isn't just another sermon, another day, another pursuit. I pray that tonight, if you're running away from God, if you're wondering why things don't make sense, the answer is simple. We've got to run towards God. We can't keep running away because we're going to continue to find ourselves in the same situation, in the same hole, wondering why, you know what, I got myself in this hole. Why can't I get myself out? Because you dug the hole. You can't get yourself out of what you dug. Look, let's look towards Jesus. I can't get someone else out of something. If we're both in a hole, how am I going to get them out of the hole that I'm in? Jesus is where our hope has to be. No matter how many times we mess up, God is going to remain faithful. That's what we know. That's what we read tonight. God's faithfulness. It's not going to change. The first speed bump. It's not going to dip out on us. We don't have to wonder if God loves us. We know God loves us. Because we needed Him to show up, He did. I'm going to pray for us. Can we all stand up with me real quick? God, thank you so much for tonight. God, I just pray this hadn't been a word that I've spoken, God. I just pray that God, there's people in here that need to hear, God, that you're not mad at us. God, that no matter how many times that we mess up, no matter how many times we feel like life doesn't make sense and we want to blame ourselves, the blame might be where it needs to be, but we got to know that, you know what, we can't just sit in our sin that we had a Jesus Christ, that when you sent Jesus, he paid the price for us. And we don't have to sit just wondering, you know what, you know what, life doesn't make sense, life is tough. Yes, it is, but if we have Jesus in our lives, this might be as bad as it's going to get. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this message. Help us spread the word by rating and sharing this podcast.